Hello and welcome back to Dragons and Demons, the podcast about real motivation where we will continue to dive into different topics and what they've done for me and what they can potentially do for you. So we are back with another great episode after a great week of diving into getting back on that bike with Coach Plant. First of all, I want to thank Coach Plant for coming on. I'm sure I'll have him on again. His his stories are very motivating. And that one particularly, I've heard several times, and I'm very happy with the way it came out. As I do every episode, I'm learning a lot. So my apologies for the error. If you watch this episode on YouTube, it will be better. I know exactly what I did wrong. I also noticed that it was kind of too far gone, and I wasn't going to be able to get that error, that audio back. So won't happen again. But for now, I appreciate you. Switching channels there and looking at some of the podcasting sources online. Had a ton of feedback, had a ton of response, and I appreciate everyone who stopped and listened. Again, thanks again, Coach Plant. We will reach out once again here in the future, I'm sure, and good luck with everything down the road as our coaching careers have kind of gone in different directions or mine has stopped. So we'll talk to you again soon. This episode, we're going to dive into rest and recovery, both physically and mentally. But first, I had an interesting question on Facebook that I wanted to follow up with. A friend of mine, we'll call him Mike, posted on our Facebook to me and Coach Plant. And he posted a comment on that channel saying, listen to it. Love the stoic philosophy. I would love to hear your thoughts on the balance between helping others as a caring person versus helping others in tough love. Example. What if someone reached out to the kid taking the bus everywhere for three hours and gave him a ride? That would cut that time down. Do you think that would be a crutch or an aid? This is a balance that I personally struggle with. I struggle with it a lot too, but I think there's a lot of trade-off there. There's a lot of learning that can be done there. For that kid, supporting him and trying to find him transportation is super important for him to continue on his goals. But it's also something that's really out of his range of, out of his reach that he really can't control. He can't control where he lives. He's a, he's a high school kid. He can't afford to buy a new house or rent an apartment or figure that out. So there are a couple of opportunities that I can think of. One that I'm a big fan of, and I've always been the coach that's given rides, and I know we're not supposed to, but I've always done it. Um, picking kids up on the way to practice, pick, taking kids home on their way, giving kids ride on the way home. And I I like it for multiple reasons. One, I get to see where the kid lives. I get to see them kind of in their element. And and two, it kind of gives you a a different outlook on them. So that kid that struggled all day in practice, you give them a ride home and they're, they're a different conversation in the car. And really that started for me back in high school when there was a kid on the team that back in those days, everyone kind of made fun of and everyone picked on and he was kind of a little bit of a laughing stock. And I gave him a ride home when I was a high school player next to him. We were both in the same grade. And in that ride home, I discovered that he was a lot deeper than what we imagined. So he kind of took on this persona of uh, I'm goofy. I like to have fun in practice and I get loose. But on the ride home, he showed me a different side of him that was mature, that was driven, that was focused. And to that, to this day, I've seen him on Facebook and he's been doing all the things he said he was going to do in high school. So props to him. One thing I'm a big fan of when it comes back to your question, Mike, is I'm a big fan of buying it back. So again, I've given kids rides. I've given kids meals. 
I mean, it, it's almost come to the part where I, I, Lauren, I apologize if you're listening. I may or may not have offered for kids to stay stay at the house if there was truly a a, a crime or something major going on at the house. Um, I, I've seen some very unfortunate situations. I, I don't think I've, apart from like moving and and asking for kids for favors like that, and I think I've had a couple dinners at the house. I've never had kids stay stay at, come to the house at all. But buying it back, so those kids that are the kids that are perpetually given rides home, they're kids that you're constantly giving food to, they're the kids that are always in need. That's usually the first call that I make when I need something like equipment in my weight room moved around, or if I'm moving my house, which I did twice while I was coaching, or if I have a big project or side work that needs to be done. Those are my first calls. So those are the kids that, again, I like to kind of keep a continuing check-in on or a kid that I can hire them for a job, whether it's just as a favor to me and I can put some food in their belly, or if it's something that we're doing together and we can take them out on a job and put some money in his pocket, I can kind of keep eyes on him, make sure all is well, but I can also support him in that way. And also I kind of shows me that he's worth, that kid is worth the additional supports that I'm giving them. And it's not just for them, take, 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 but they're actually giving it back too. And for the most part, every kid that I've ever worked with that I've seen that sort of struggle with, they've always been the first one to answer the call and say, what do you need, coach? Where am I? Where do we need to go? How far are we driving? What are we doing? What do I got to bring? How many people do I need to bring? It's always been a, a really a give and take there. So how do you balance it between the crutch and an aid? So some kids, they, they need crutches. They don't have the supports in their life. They're too young. They, they're too financially behind because they're children. And they don't make them an income that they need crutches. But at the same time, if they can learn lessons and that they can continue to show growth and they can show appreciation, then I, I think it is worth it. And then when that comes around, the winter time when football season ends and the springtime when football season is not over and the summertime and when the kid graduates, you can see that he is no longer leaning on people. You know that you've done the right thing. Some kids do take advantage. And that's just the nature of being a good person, I guess, is you will be taken advantage of from time to time. So get used to it. But at the end of the day, if you can find the right kid with the right character and they're giving back just like the way they should in that team or that, that partnership that you've kind of developed, then it's all worthwhile. So, Mike, I hope I kind of answered your question without going on too much. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to point out. So this episode is kind of about pre-planning. It's about rest and recovery and prehab. And there's a couple different topics. I'm kind of going to go all over the place as far as mentally and physically, but there's one thing that always kind of pointed me back to pre-planning. So if you can plan ahead for your rest times, or at least build in time for your rest recovery, you'll never let yourself down. And all of us are in this super work mode of grind, 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 grind until the job is done. And you forget about yourself and you get caught up in all that stress and all that need to, need to, need to deadline stuff. And you forget about yourself. You can plan ahead and pre-plan certain things as far as rests and, and mental breaks and things like that. You're going to be stronger, more successful than ever, and you're going to be less stressed out. One thing that I always come back to, and this is me back in my GNC days, back in my personal training days, back in all those days of trying to help people like in, in the smallest goal possible. Everyone wants to get started Monday. 
Ah, oh, this is great. I'll start on Monday. Oh man, I, let me get through this weekend and then I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on January 1st. I'll start on the 2nd. I'll start my New Year's resolution at this time. Everyone's modifying their goal to accommodate what's comfortable for them. It's not really helpful that it's a Monday right now that I'm recording this, but if if it's a Friday night and you're inspired to change something, why wait till Monday? Why wait till Monday? Start, start on Saturday morning. And everyone wants to get through the weekend. Like I get it, it, but the weekend is the easiest time to kind of reset your clock, reset your brain, and get ready for the week ahead. So my question for most for everyone listening is: If you have a goal, why wait till Monday? Why wait? You can plan Saturday. You can plan Sunday. You can plan Friday night. You can change your habits then. You can get up and eat a healthy breakfast and start a workout Saturday morning. You can meet with someone on a Sunday afternoon to pre-plan for the week because there's an important week ahead. Why wait till Monday? Crack that goal right now. So the first part of this importance of prehab or stretching. And again, two parts. First part, physically. There are exercises and warmups that I do in my workout that I would call prehab, but they're more like a, a rehab exercise that I've learned through injury that I've always incorporated back into my workouts. So if it's a shoulder thing, I've had rotator cuff issues in the past. I I take all those rehab things and I build them back into my workout as like an auxiliary lift. So each one of my lifts is focused on a major body part or major lift. And then outside of that, I'm doing little tiny lifts in between that are just like the rehab workouts. And some of my powerlifting programs and my lifting programs I designed for kids, the kids get bored with them because I'm building in all these ACL strengthening exercises and I'm building in this knee stability exercise. I'm building in these shoulder stability exercises. The kids get bored with them because there's no weight. It's not flashy. No one knows about it. But at the end of the day, they're all getting stronger and their ligaments and everything is getting constructed the right way as they're developing their strength at the top end. So prehab, super important. Introducing those rehabilitative rehabilitative exercises into your workout, important. I'm kind of moving fast here because I know not everybody is listening for workout stuff. Stretching. I'm a huge advocate of stretching but I am the worst to teach myself that. So stretching is very important. I usually do a little bit of it after my workouts. I do a little bit of it when I'm sore and I need to get those muscles moving again. Stretching is something that I really wouldn't do as a pre-workout sort of deal. I I really like the warm-ups and the the movement-focused, slow kind of build-up warm-ups for specific lifts and specific body parts. But stretching is very important, especially as we get older, but it's something that I would kind of set aside and do maybe before bed or after a workout or just do as a part of my daily routine. I wouldn't so much build that into a lifting program. Now, mentally, I believe the best way to stay prehabbed and stretched mentally is by educating yourself and keeping good habits. So things like reading a book to grow your knowledge base. To me, that is prehab, that is stretching. Even if it's just a drama book or a fictional book, something just to keep your wheels turning and get your eyes locked off of this screen here. I think that is the best stretching your brain can do. Sure, you can do puzzles and you can do all the things that the internet tells you is good for your brain, but there's nothing like reading a book. And if it's educational, it's going to do nothing but help you. Even if it's bad, you can learn some things not to do. You can learn by elimination some other things as well. People can certainly get twisted up in depression in their daily life, but again, reading a book is a, is a way to kind of cut everything else off, focus on your book, 
and lock everything else out. For a lot of this episode, I, I'm going to kind of revert back. So I think this was, man, maybe a year ago. I want to say it was about a year ago. The wife and I went on a, a Airbnb. We went on a trip to West Virginia, Cunningham Falls, I believe it was. It wasn't anywhere flashy. It wasn't anything far. It wasn't anything exotic. It wasn't a beach. It wasn't the cabin in the woods. It was just a place in a nice little town in West Virginia. We were there for three nights, four days, three nights. And we went there dual purpose. And the the one part was just to get away as I shifted from football coach to assistant principal. And I really needed to kind of slow my brain down and, and recenter myself and refocus myself. And she wasn't really making that transition. So I noticed a huge difference in us. When I took the time to sit in front of the windowsill and read a book, and I, I brought this Cameron Haynes book. It was, it was an incredible book, and I read pretty much all of it while I was down there. Um, so as I'm reading this book and I'm getting lost in it, I'm just really enjoying kind of being to myself, peaceful, quiet, and, and education and stretching my mental muscle out a little bit. She was kind of antsy and bored and, and wasn't really sitting the same way I was sitting. So we had to shift gears and I had to do some things to, to spend time with her and do some things that were a little more in her um, stride, if you will, for what she was working with. Um, she was in the middle of work, so it wasn't like it was a transition for her, but it was it was just a little break for her. But are there really any breaks? For me, it was really a break because I was kind of leaving one part of one career and heading into another. So I was trying to make that transition as smooth as possible. <laughs> on that trip, I made time to read. I brought like three books and I think she brought one and I don't know how much she really read, but like, I just wanted to read. If we could have stayed there another three days, I would have read all the books I found and she probably would have been bored. But again, different places. So that is what I would say for prehab and stretching physically. Yes. Do it. Important. Make time for it. Mentally read books, educate yourself. Take your eyes off of Netflix, focus on books, and stretch out that way. Next, taking time for yourself. This is extremely important. Again, everyone gets caught up in the grind of the hustle and the bustle and the work week, and everyone's just trying to work, 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 work. And then, then when I get a weekend, we can just relax and be ourselves. <clears throat> it's always been a dream of mine to do a few things. So we've kind of done it once, the wife and I, and this is something that as time goes on, we're going to get better with. We've challenged ourselves to do it once or twice before, and it's time to start amping that up and get better with it. So we saw online someone that, I don't know where I saw this, but basically there's a couple, they take a trip. They take a trip once or twice a year, and they go, just the two of them, and they leave their house, they leave their kids, they care for somebody else. And they go out, just the two of them, and they bring a, a message board, they bring planning guides, they bring books, they bring things to the two of them are having like a CEO meeting for their family. So they're going out of town, but they're going on a business trip and they're going to plan out what are their goals, what are their aspirations, what are their goals individually, family and partnership, and, and how can I support my partner and their goals and how can we continue to grow and how can we make sure that the focus is growth within our family, growth within our connection, growth within our love, growth within our parenting skills and, and all the above. So that is the mission of that trip. And then to coincide that, you want to take mini 
like once a week, once a month sort of check-in. And we've done a couple of these, but not as many as I'd like. So this would be the two of us would go out to dinner one night. And again, we're not focused on, it's not a date night. We're not trying to um, go see a movie and go to dinner and go and check all the things off the list. We're going to one place where it's a little more low key. We're bringing our notebooks. We're bringing our goals. We're bringing our ambitions and we're checking in to see how things are. So have I been the supportive husband she needs me to be in her career? Have I been the supportive husband that she needs me to be? In the family, have I been supportive of our kids and their goals? And have we held our end of the deal? And how do we need to recenter ourselves and refocus and get ready to do it all again in the next week? So that's something that I would like to do, something that we need to do better on, and something that we need to to kind of refocus ourselves and do. Also, there's a need for a, a mental break. And again, that, that trip that I was talking about, I've always, before we came up with that, I was like, let me just take a trip. And, and I was thinking about doing this before to like begin or stop a diet or a cut for whatever purpose. So we're going to go away for like four days. The first two days, I'm going to continue eating junk like I did before. And then I'll transition to eating health foods. We're going to cook healthy. We're going to live healthy. We're going to work out. We're going to do all these things. That'll be our kind of our break, our, our shift. And then the end of diet, so I'm eating healthy, eating healthy, and then boom, that is when we can kind of turn on the junk food, rest and relax, and truly turn everything off. But these mental breaks, whatever they are, they need to be away from the stressors. They need to be, you you really need to take your mind out of your email. This isn't a a vacation, like the family vacation where you're taking the kids and and you're going with um, closer family, you're going with in-laws, you're going with parents, you're going with siblings and their families, that becomes taxing because, man, our summer vacation this year was rough. Watching our two kids and parenting them somewhere outside of our house was chaos, and it was way more stressful than it needed to be. It was not a vacation. It's fun for them, good for them, very happy we went. Parts of it were very fun for us, but it's just taking kids out of their comfort zone and us trying to be the best parents we can when we're away. That is super stressful. The whole time, work is still in the back of our brains, and we're still just, when do we get a break? And everyone always says, I need a vacation for my vacation. Well, if you do it right, you won't need one because you'll be truly rested and and relaxed. So I recommend taking a day to yourself, taking that mental day off, physical day off to yourself. You don't have to go anywhere. If you can afford to, if you have that alternate option, if you have a family that has a house nearby, if you have a getaway house, then by all means, stay home. Stay home one day. Use your appropriate time off. Sleep in. Cook what you want. Eat what you want. Do what you want. Don't check your email. Leave your phone in your bedroom for all I care. If you want to play video games for four hours, do it. If you want to go outside and just enjoy fresh air, do that. But you and do it by yourself. I mean, we all live with these demons of of chasing our career aspirations and running away from things. Why don't we take time to let things settle in and and really focus on the accomplishments we have? And a lot of people are stuck in a very depressive state, and I get it. And you don't want to be left alone with those demons. But if you can find a way to be alone and and rest and truly, truly 
rest every part of your body from your toes to your brain one time. Take a day off and try it out. And again, going back, plan it out. Pre-plan nothing. Plan nothing. Make sure you find a way to eliminate the distractions of you just chilling, of you just watching some soap operas and kicking your feet up, of you just going for a cruise, coming back, going for a walk, whatever things are on your list or not on your list whatsoever. Don't let them get in your way. Take the day off and chill out. Next, the importance of days off physically and a little bit mentally. These need to be days off, just that days off physically. When you're pushing your body to do the the things that it can do, when you're pushing yourself to see changes and gains in the gym, rest days can be the most important part of your workout. Almost those when you are working out and you're weightlifting and even running, you are tearing your muscle fibers into smaller pieces. That rest and relaxation allows for your muscle fiber to build back up, allowing you to do things and be stronger than you were before. So if you rest, which is important, if you rest the right way where we're not taxing our energy sources and we're not killing ourselves with a calorie cut, then you're going to see those improvements even more. Also, if you're a power lifter like I was, your central nervous system needs it too. So if you're up there pushing maximum effort type of weights multiple times per week, your body is going to hurt everywhere. If you can take that time to relax and truly kick your feet up, that recovery happens so much faster. And you'll see, you'll notice a lot of powerlifters, when they do their powerlifting meets, they deload. So for a week, week and a half to two weeks before their big lift, they're not lifting. They're not lifting very heavy. They might be doing some stretching, maybe some repetition work just to kind of feel the commands and feel the importance of where the bar is and how I line and my setup from my feet all the way up to my shoulder blades. Just feeling that, but otherwise, I'm not expending that much energy. I'm really allowing my body to recover and get everything back to where it needs to be so that when powerlifting day meet comes, I'm all back. Also, taking these days off and are important for your metabolism. Mentally, not taking, taking a day off from work and not watching your calls and messages can spark newfound energy. When you return to work, you can sometimes fire it up with new ideas. When energy levels are low and you're stressed and productivity drops, motivation drops, your estrogen actually rises. Your cortisol level rises. Your fat in, increase rises in your protein um, consumption and your body's metabolism slows down a little bit. Everybody needs, needs a day to their, their, their. Everybody needs a day to yourself. This past year, I took my birthday off. Granted, we had a thing to do and it was scheduled right in the middle of the day. But I took my birthday off. I use I for the last 33 years, I usually make fun of people who take their birthday off. Oh, you can't work through your birthday. It's just another day. Get over yourself. But when I did it, again, we had a photo shoot. And outside of that photo shoot, I just got to spend the day without thinking about work. That might have been the first day off that I did not take for another thing that was important to work. Taking days off where I'm running around going to clinics or I'm going to other per- professional developments or I'm running home for a funeral or I'm running to the doctor for this. Like I've taken days off for important things, but this is like truly a personal day. I took off to to be with my wife and be with myself on my birthday. Highly recommend it. <coughs> Rest and sleep. While I brag about my workouts in the early mornings that I have getting up at three 30 and four 30, four o'clock, it takes a toll. 
So I make sure that after three or four workouts in a row on that fifth day, I'm going to sleep in a little. Granted, my body will probably naturally wake me up around five and I'll maybe get some cardio in or I'll do something to keep the routine. But sleep deprivation is a killer and you do not want to live in that. I also do got to be careful not to let, let my sleep cycle completely shift. So if I allow myself to sleep in the 5, 30, 6, 7 o'clock, I got to make sure I do things right that day or else I'm going to start driving my wake up time and my sleep time all over the map. But again, there are days when I'm like, man, I just need to sleep in. This morning I just slept in. I have a sinus infection thing going on and I, I woke up at my normal time, was going to get a workout in at four o'clock and woke up to my alarm. It was just like everything here in my face hurts. My nose hurts. My nose was swollen. I have all this stuff built up in here. And I was like, you know what? My body's recovery and my immune system needs this more than I need to go down and get a workout in. Yes, I missed the workout. I'll get after it again tomorrow, but I needed that sleep so much. And I could tell because when I woke up, I felt like I was a human again. And the last part, take care of your Ferrari. There are tons of sayings that say, treat your body like a temple, not a trash receptacle. I like to think of it, treat your body like a Ferrari, not a Pinto. If you fuel fuel your body the right way and maintain it well, it's going to run nicely for a long time. Rehab starts a few days prior to your workout. Like I said, pre-planning your workouts is super important. Pre-planning your work week is important. Pre-planning the things you do to prep for your work week are important as well. And this might be a mental checklist in your head, but pre-planning these things are important. Are you hydrated enough going into your workout? Are you fueled well enough with your nutrition? For your work, for your workout itself, give some thoughts to the needs and the d- design of your program. Balance and exercise is important. There's actually some... I don't know of anybody who actually follows this, but... And it's probably an anti-powerlifting thing to say. The old adage is you should be able to bench press as much as you row. Bent over row. At my peak, I was benching 585. My row, if I was lucky, might have been 315. I was not well balanced and you could tell because I could barely touch my back. I couldn't reach my own shoulder like I can now. And, and the functionality of all the things that I should be able to do was not balanced. So balancing those things out is very important. Again, that goes back to pre-planning. Is my back day, my back and bicep day, just as intense as my chest and tricep day? If I plan that a little better out ahead of time, I might have been in a much better place. Well, that was a lot of info. And I hope I balanced it well enough for you for the mental part and the physical part. My next episode will be an interview. I have a couple guests that I'm planning on getting to next. Not exactly sure which one I want to go with. There are some things coming up as a part of this whole podcast thing that I'm building here that I've been working on and that I think we're going to see a lot of growth here in the next month. Thank you for all the listeners I do have. I think the the YouTube views went from like an average of like eight viewers on each episode to like 150, 160 in the first few days. 
So if you're watching, keep watching along. Things will get better, and I promise you the audio won't drop out like it did last time. We will have more guests as we go. I'm, I'm kind of planning that this is going to kind of wind up faster and faster as we go and get to the point where I'll be doing three or four interviews back to back and then take a break with an episode of just kind of reviewing all the things from a couple interviews before, preparing for a few things in, in the future and adding in some of the science and some of the research that I find as well, throwing in my personal adages, as, of course. If you ever need anything from me, this is my new thing. This is the new thing that I'm putting out there. So I'm enjoying sharing my personal thoughts, my exercise routines, my nutrition stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying sharing that with everybody. If you're ever interested in finding out more specifically, go ahead and reach out. Right now I'm eating 500 carbohydrates a day. and I'm actually seeing some, some body composition changes and it's been really awesome for me. I have been building nutrition plans and workout programs for people more and more in the last few months. So that's going on as well. What else is changing? Just continuing to grow, continuing to educate myself. You can see me everywhere at Coach P underscore knows. I wonder if that cut me off. And you will find out more from this podcast as we continue to, to post things on there. Dragons and Demons podcast, the podcast about real motivation. If you can find something that helps you, or if you can find something to share, by all means, this was all worth it. Please share it with everybody you can. If you ever have feedback, feel free to shoot me a message. I'm all about it. I want to make this thing as, as fun and easy to listen to as possible. Looking forward to growth from everybody around me. Looking forward to my next interview next week. Thanks for stopping by. See you next time. I'm out.